It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now, Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. It is PTL time. So glad you could join us on 1400 KSHP on the AM dial. Also uh, streaming live everywhere. YouTube, our Twitter page, our Facebook fan page, video as well. You know, we're keeping up with the times here on PTL and uh, glad you could join us. Going to get to my weekend. Had a fun weekend because, you know, this show's all about me. I'm, I'm very self-centered, so i got to talk about my weekend. I do hope everybody out there had a very pleasant weekend. Going to get to NBA Summer League. I caught up with some basketball royalty. I'll talk a little bit about that. Going to talk about this, uh, the latest in the Brittany Griner situation. It is amazing. The disgusting attacks that are being put on Brittany Griner are just... Not surprising, I guess. But listen, I'm going to attack both sides of the aisle. I'm going to attack the left and the right. I know people are going to say, Brian, you don't attack the left enough. Well, I certainly have some criticisms for Democrats when it comes to the Brittany Griner situation. And I will talk about that in a few minutes on both sides of the aisle. So we'll get to that. And then coming up in hour number two, uh, this is going to be interesting. Ron Futrell is going to be joining us, by the way, Channel 8 Sports. Talk a little NBA Summer League. Uh, I was learning, uh, I saw some video that a fight broke out last night. Uh, a Lakers fan was involved in this. We'll talk to, talk to Ron about that. NBA Summer League has been a lot of fun, i got to tell you. Uh, but uh, coming up at about an hour or so, top of hour number two, the guy that's going to be joining us, and I've been wanting to talk to him for a while, he put out an ad that went viral. His name is Jerome Davison. He played in the NFL. He actually played for the Raiders, by the way, and uh, played for Arizona State. Really good football player. And now he's decided to run for office, running for Congress, out of Arizona. And he made headwaves because of this commercial. Have a listen to this. Democrats like to say that no one needs an AR-15 for self-defense that no one could possibly need all 30 rounds. But when this rifle is the only thing standing between your family and a dozen angry Democrats in clan hoods, you just might need that semi-automatic in all 30 rounds. Yeah, that guy, with that very controversial commercial, it's got millions and millions of views. He's going to be joining us at the top of the hour. By the way, he just did the Alex Jones show this morning. I'm going to ask him why he would associate himself with somebody like Alex Jones. He goes from the Alex Jones show to pushing the limits with Brian Shapiro on KSHP. Interesting. So I'll also ask him about that. Obviously, I have a lot of issues with that commercial. I went on his website and it says he wants to bring people together. Is that commercial bringing people together? That political ad? Democrats in clan hoods as if Republicans couldn't be in a clan hood? It makes absolutely no sense to me. So, uh, hey. We'll give him the opportunity to state his case, and uh, he joins us at the top of the hour. Really fun weekend, I got to say. I had a chance to meet some basketball royalty yesterday. Uh, that's the great thing about NBA Summer League is you rub shoulders with some of the great uh, games best, and, and they all love converging on Las Vegas. 
and the people who put the NBA Summer League together do such a great job. It's so much fun, not only watching great young basketball talent, but like I said, every team, uh, you you look across from the bench and it has guys that are actually on the roster that uh, are supporting their teams, and yesterday was no exception. I I saw Ben Simmons walking around, by the way. I put the video on my Twitter. The guy is just a weirdo. I'm sorry, he's just strange. He's just a weird dude. Maybe he's not a bad dude. He's just a weird dude. I don't know if the Kardashians do that to these guys. I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons. But he's walking around, and I think it's cool that he's there. But if anybody should be in the NBA Summer League, it probably should be Ben Simmons. But he could use the work. The guy shows up with his shades, and he's wearing a re- weird ghetto outfit, like a weird weird get-up, I should say. Like a weird shirt, weird shorts, and he's signing some autographs for some fans. And just a weird guy. And then I'm walking around, and all of a sudden I see Laker royalty, basketball royalty, one of the best 50 players of all time. The only man to win an MVP. By the way, I didn't even know this until I looked it up. Jerry West is the only guy to win an NBA Finals MVP, even though his team lost. His team lost in the 60s to the Boston Celtics. And that year, he won the MVP. We've never seen that ever again. And I see Jerry West just standing there. And, you know, and I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to bother him. But, he, but he's just standing there. He, it, it, you know, he's just standing there, and, and it doesn't look like he's too busy. And I just go up to him, and I said hello. And uh, he couldn't have been nicer. He asked me what I did here in Las Vegas. I told him I did this little radio show. And... And we talked about Las Vegas a lot. He asked me some questions, and I said, Mr. West, you know, when do you think we're going to get an NBA team? And he, and he just said, sooner than later. He said it should have happened already, but he said sooner than later. Uh, he seemed very excited about that prospect. Boy, if Jerry West could be a part of the team that comes here, wouldn't that be spectacular? It seemed like he had nothing but nice things to say about Las Vegas, and he loved it here. And then he told me, you know, back when he played, you know, Vegas was shunned out by every sport. You know, with the gambling stuff, and, and boy, have times changed. Just a really nice guy. I really wanted to ask him about that uh, that documentary they did on the Lakers, and I know he wasn't very happy about it, but I didn't want to put him in a bad mood. Just such a nice man. And yes, I did take a quick picture with him, and he, and he, he said, absolutely no problem. What a nice man. You know, I've heard, it goes to show you, right? You hear things about people. Oh, Jerry West, standoffish. I've heard from certain people. Oh, you know, uh, he's aloof. Could not have been nicer. Could not have been nicer. I'm just some idiot radio guy, and he was he was asking me questions. Uh, I just thought that was so cool. It was like almost like a uh, surreal feeling. You know, you're, you're talking one of the best to ever play the game. Unfortunately, the Boston Celtics got in the way for Jerry West. Boy, what a great manager he's been. What a great executive. I mean, that guy's got so many championships as an executive. You know, you talk to some of the game's greatest you know, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, not great managers. I have to say, some of these NBA legends, they don't turn out to be good coaches. They don't turn out to be great general managers or owners. Jerry West is the opposite of that. That man is just, as much as a phenomenal player as he was, he's just as good of an executive. The guy just knows how to win. Boy, wouldn't that be great if and when we get a team here in Las Vegas if Jerry West could be a part of it. Oh, man, does that guy know how to win? As a player and as an executive, the guy's unbelievable. This guy's got so many rings as an executive. It's just it's just crazy. So it was, it was fun. It was fun bumping into Jerry West, Hall of Famer. Uh, and, and it's really nice when you when you go up to somebody. Sometimes it's a little intimidating when you go up to somebody like that. And he could not have been nicer. It was just it was so cool. Um, so anyway, that was a lot of fun. That meant a lot to me. You know, moments like that. 
There are days in radio where I say to myself, even when I come in here and I, I, I talk to Numchick, I say, Numchick, why am I doing this? Why am I doing radio? Why am I doing this? Because you like your you know? voice. I say, yeah, that's true. I'm a narcissist, yeah. I'm about 1% of the narcissist of Donald Trump. No, but in all seriousness, who, by the way, was in town on Friday. I'll get to that. The orange turd. But, uh, you know, I, you, we all have our days, no matter what we do for a living. doesn't matter what you do. You say, why did I choose this? Why am I doing this, right? And then I have moments like that where I'm able to, you know, have a conversation with Jerry West and I'm reminded you know, how special it is to, to be able to do what I do and to be able to meet the people that, I, that I'm always been able to meet in my lifetime. And it's special. It's a cool thing. And uh, I will be going back to the NBA Summer League tonight. Going to watch some former Rebel players in action. Uh, watch, uh, you know, the, you know Scottie Pippen Jr. I watched him play a little bit yesterday. I watched the first half of the uh, Lakers game, by the way, too. And, and uh, you know, some good talent out there. You know, I'm trying to remember his name, but he's the backup, backup point guard for the Golden State Warriors. Short little white dude. Uh, I don't remember his name uh, off the top of my head, but boy, he was phenomenal yesterday. He's already on the Golden State Warriors roster. This is his second year. And he he looked like, you know, it's amazing with these guys when they're rookies and then you give them one year in the NBA and the drastic improvements they have over a year. I mean, he, he, was, he was the best player on the floor. Uh, Kaminga was very good as well. I mean, he's a legitimate NBA player, and he's going to have a nice long career in the NBA. But it's nice to see some of these younger guys, you know, uh, have the, the the game that they had. Um, and, and he was really fantastic. So that was a lot of fun. That was really cool uh, to watch uh, that game yesterday. I thought it was uh, – and Kaminga – listen, Kaminga was, was very, very good. Uh, McClung is the guy that I'm talking about. Thank you, Numchuck. McClung is the guy who had a wonderful – and I, I saw Steve Kerr there. Steve Nash yesterday, um, Darvin Ham, coach, new coach of the LA Lakers. You know, all the coaches are here in town, so it's really cool to see all these former players. And we're going to try to get Richard Jefferson on on the phone tomorrow. Here's why: so Richard Jefferson, throughout his career, uh, particularly as a commentator for ESPN, he criticizes the officiating a lot. Richard Jefferson is going to be officiating the second quarter of the Blazers game tonight. I blank you not. <laughs> that how cool is that? We are going to see Richard Jefferson make a fool of himself on the basketball court. He's going to be officiating an NBA summer league game today for at least a quarter. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, and, and we'll try to get Richard Jefferson on the line tomorrow. Before we get to some serious topics, I do want to play a little Ray Allen clip. This made me really make Ray Allen even uh, like him even more. So as it is, Ray Allen is at some. I think it's at some basketball camp in South Beach. And he's talking to what appears to be several teenagers. And a lot of these millennials who don't come from the Ray Allen era, they all seem to say that LeBron James is the GOAT, right? LeBron James is the best player of all time, which I couldn't disagree with more. And I know I've had former NBA players like my friend Marcus Banks who disagrees with me, who thinks LeBron is the best player of all time. There's no way. I mean, Michael Jordan is the best player of all time, hands down. 99 out of 100 professional basketball players will tell you that. You're going to get one or two that are going to disagree. Ray Allen is also on my side, but I love the way he just schooled these millennials who were trying to make the case to Ray Allen, who obviously is a Hall of Famer and one of the best shooters to ever play in the game. Listen to Ray Allen's response, uh, and this teenager is making the case that LeBron James is the GOAT. Listen to this. Yeah, out the post, he can score and pass it. He's a great free throw shooter. He's a great three point shooter. He's a great dribbler. So you're saying the GOAT, and he ain't even as great in all those categories. You know what it is? Yeah. 
so it might be a little hard to hear, but absolutely hilarious. That is Ray Allen that is telling these millennials, is LeBron James, has he been a good free throw shooter? No. Has he been a good three-point shooter? No. Is he a good dribbler? No. Now you could say for a guy of his size, he's a good dribbler, but he's not the GOAT. He's not good in any of those categories. Is LeBron James a great player? I'm sure Ray Allen would agree, of course. Yes. Is LeBron James a Hall of Famer? Yes. Is LeBron James maybe a top 10 player? Probably. He's not the GOAT. If ever you get into a debate with anybody who says LeBron James is the best player of all time, do exactly what Ray Allen did. How could you be the best player of all time when you've never been a good three-point shooter, you've never been a good free-throw shooter, you've never been a good dribbler? LeBron James knows how to score. He's a great passer for a big man, and he knows how to score. He's a phenomenal player. He's not the GOAT. He's not the best player to ever live. Uh, That is nonsense. So kudos to Ray Allen for schooling some of these millennials. Watch some footage back in the 80s and 90s, my friends. Watch Larry Bird with those nut huggers back in the 80s. Watch how physical. Me and Numchuck were just watching Dennis Rodman, old Dennis Rodman clips with Shaquille O'Neal back in the day. Yeah, watch some of the clips from the 80s and 90s and then tell me if you still think LeBron James is the GOAT. Give me a freaking break. It's not even close. So speaking of basketball, and, you know, again, it's a topic where, you know, Brittany Griner had just pled guilty last week in court. Now, I'm going to attack both sides here. But I got to tell you, some of the stuff coming from the far right when it comes to this issue, it's pretty mind-boggling. It's pretty upsetting. I'll get to that. But I'm going to go after the left first. But, you know, let me speak from a logical perspective, which is what I try to do on this show, and from an honest perspective when it comes to Brittany Griner. Let's be honest here. What Brittany Griner did was very stupid. There's no excusing it. She should have known better, especially when you're in another country like Russia. You better make sure you don't have any drugs or any drug paraphernalia on you. She made a horrendous mistake. Very stupid. I would say what she did was far worse than what Otto Warmbier did. If you remember what Otto Warmbier did in North Korea, he ripped down a poster, a political poster. Now, stupid, when you're in another country... You shouldn't be doing stuff like that. Did Otto Warmbier deserve to die? Did he deserve to be murdered? Of course not. What Otto Warmbier did was stupid. When you go to any other country, especially when it's an evil, murderous regime, you better be on your best behavior. That means no drugs. I wouldn't even drink. And you better just live your life, eat your meals, walk around and travel, and obey the law if you're going to go into another country. Now, I wouldn't be caught dead in Russia right now or North Korea. I'd stay away from all those countries. But if you have to go there, you better behave. Again, I'm not saying Brittany Griner deserves what she's getting right now. But if you're going to go to Russia, you can't have drug paraphernalia on you or you could face up to 10 years in jail. Brittany Griner pled guilty. What she did was very stupid. What I wish people on the left would do is that, yeah, it's okay to try to get, you know, I, I, I commend it. Let's bring Brittany home. Let's try to get her home. I, I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I hope she does come home and I hope, she, hope she's safe. I don't think she's a bad person. But I wish Democrats and people on the left that want Brittany to come home, I wish they would say, okay, let this be a lesson to everybody, though. If you're going to go to another country, don't make the same mistake that Brittany Griner made. 
I don't hear anybody on the left saying that. You know, it's kind of like if there's an officer involved shooting and somebody tries to flee police and resist arrest. If an officer commits murder and uses deadly force when they shouldn't be using deadly force, that's the first thing that needs to be called out. No question, right? But I never hear people on the left talk about noncompliance. I normally never hear people on the left talk about how many of these shootings that take place with minorities, or anybody for that matter, usually happen because the person who is shot does not comply with police officers. Now, that might not have been the case in the George Floyd situation, right? He's on his stomach. His hands are behind his back. Completely different circumstance. And yes, Philando Castillo, there are some instances where I can say that if you do comply, bad things still happen. No question. But in most cases, these officer-involved shootings happen because of noncompliance. Doesn't mean we can't call out police officers. In some cases, it's murder. No question. But I don't hear that from the left. I don't hear that from the Jesse Jacksons and the Al Sharptons. I don't hear that on, on, on the far left. And that's a fair criticism to have. Because while I think there's no question that we need to get bad cops off the streets and they have to be held to account and they have to treat everybody as equals. We also have to teach young men, young women, I don't care what the color of your skin is, that you have to comply and do what the officers tell you to do because if you decide to run from the police, you have a death wish. There's no question about that. That is my criticism for the left when it comes to the Brittany Griner situation. She does not deserve to be behind bars. She does not deserve to be treated the way she is being treated. However, we need to remind everybody she did break the law in Russia and what she did was stupid, and I think we need to remind ourselves that. With that being said, that is my criticism for the left, but my criticism for the right, you wouldn't believe all the disgusting people out there, well, maybe you would, that are going after Brittany Griner. I mean, the rhetoric is just unbelievable. There are some people out there that say good riddance to her, and, and I hope she rots in jail in Russia. Why? Because she didn't stand for the national anthem. She disrespected the country. Hey, dumbasses. To the athletes out there, particularly the black athletes, in this case, a gay black athlete who decided to take a knee during the national anthem, it was not to disrespect the country, which many of the morons on the right like to lead you to believe. The reason why these athletes decided to take a knee, and just about every single one of them expresses the fact that they are doing it because they are calling out police brutality and they want to be treated as equals. That's not disrespecting the flag. This country is far from perfect. In my opinion, yes. Is it the best country in the world? Sure, absolutely. But that doesn't mean there aren't improvements that can't be made, and systemic racism does exist. That's why Brittany Griner took a knee. She didn't take a knee to disrespect the flag, as some of you idiots would like to interpret that as. We have a right in this country to take a knee. We have a right in this country to peacefully protest. Even if you're a moron that thinks Donald Trump won the election, even if you're a moron that thinks masks don't work, you can peacefully protest. That's the beauty of this country, the freedoms that we have. And Brittany Griner had the right to take a knee. That doesn't mean that she doesn't love this country. Now, I understand the argument from the left or from the right. She was making $220,000 a year for several months of work during the WNBA season. She didn't have to go to Russia. That's more than enough money to take care of herself, especially considering the fact that the WNBA loses money every year. And she was still making over $200,000 a year. Nobody forced her to go to Russia. She chose to go to Russia. So the argument that a lot of people are making on the left, which I disagree with, is 
Got to pay these players more money. If the WNBA paid these players more money, then she wouldn't have to go over to Russia. Nonsense. She's making over $200,000 a year. You don't see a lot of people in the United States of America making over $200,000 a year that says, oh boy, I better get a job at Jack in the Box. I need a second job. I don't think I can pay my rent. It's nonsense. She chose to play in Russia. She is lucky that she gets over $200,000 a year to play in a business, in a league, which is a business, the WNBA, that is a failing business. Regardless of how much you and I might love the Las Vegas Aces, and I enjoy it. And by the way, congratulations to Asia Wilson's team, and congratulations to the MVP who happens to be a Las Vegas Aces player. But... Nobody's forcing these women to play in Russia, so I don't, I don't agree with the, that sentiment on the left. To that being said, on the right, you look at some of these people that are writing articles for the, I don't even know what this is called, the Washington Free Beacon? Is that what I'll call it, the Beacon? I, don't, I have no idea. One, one of the uh, authors of an article about Brittany Griner saying it's a sad story. Griner's hardly the political prisoner that President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris have made her out to be. And under no circumstance should the Democratic Party's identity politics allow a black lesbian millionaire athlete who broke the law in a foreign country to receive preferential treatment. First of all, notice how these people on the right, they, they want to emphasize that she's a black lesbian. Like that's some sort of bad thing. The reason why it's important to bring that up is because even though we are not perfect in this country, in Russia, they despise lesbians and gay people. And if you're a black lesbian, they are not going to treat you the same as if you are white. So this guy's trying to say that she's getting preferential treatment. Well, first of all, she's still behind bars. That's number one. Second of all, she is a celebrity from the United States of America. And while I do agree that everybody should be treated the same if they're a prisoner over there, this is a big story. Many other right-wing outlets and figures, you know, following a similar template. Breitbart argued that a letter Griner wrote to Biden referencing the 4th of July was hypocritical because, quote, it appears she did not have the same patriotic feelings for the country back in 2020 when she became a loud and proud protester against the country in the WNBA. Completely stupid and idiotic and not factual, this idiot at Breitbart. She was not a protester against the country. That's what people on the right want to say when you see a black athlete take a knee during the national anthem. That is not protesting the country. Anybody who makes a statement like that is an ignorant, white piece of trailer trash. That's what you are. And you don't understand why some of these athletes are taking a knee. She didn't take a knee to protest the country. She took a knee to peacefully protest police brutality and racism. There is a difference, you stupid idiots on Fox News, OAN, and Newsmax. These athletes aren't protesting the country, you morons. They're protesting police brutality. And they want equality. God, some of these right-wing boobs are so stupid. It's unbelievable. Also, in the context... Of Griner's racial justice protests, far-right conspiracy junk site The Gateway Pundit, by the way. The Gateway Pundit is one of the worst. They wrote that she has sorted past of her loyalty to the United States. That is also not true. Just because you peacefully protest for equality and you protest against police brutality doesn't mean you're not loyal to the United States. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Again, only a racist right-wing nut would write something like that. PJ Media claimed that uh, others deserve more attention from the White House. And if others that are behind bars were black lesbian superstar sports 
people, then they would be receiving more attention. The issue I have with that is they have no idea the attention that Joe Biden and his staff are putting towards helping free prisoners in Russia. They don't know. They have no idea. Now, this story is more in the media. It's more in the news because she's Brittany Griner. doesn't mean that Joe Biden and the White House are not working night and day trying to release some of the other prisoners. So these people have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. The Epoch Times, uh, the, the Larry Elder show, by the way, Larry Elder is a human piece of scum. He posted a clip on his YouTube titled, Does WNBA star appreciate American freedom more from Russian prison? Uh, obviously, that's a stupid comment. He said, hopefully Griner appreciates her freedom back in America a little bit more than before. Of course she appreciates her American freedom more. But again, Larry Elder, who happens to be black, by the way, which makes this even worse, is trying to paint the picture that Brittany Griner, because she took a knee, she doesn't appreciate the freedom in America. Again, completely idiotic. Completely idiotic, completely stupid. Errol Weber, who's running for office, who appeared on this show, who is also black, who is a Republican, Shocker. Here's what he wrote. Brittany Griner actively refused to be present during the playing of the U.S. national anthem before her games and even demanded the anthem and flag ceremony be voided in all games. I wonder what it feels like now with her begging the red, white, and blue to come to her rescue. Again, idiotic. Another moron on the right, Errol Weber, who's trying to paint the picture that she got what she deserved because she didn't take a knee and peacefully protest during the national anthem. The people who make statements like that are idiots, and they don't even understand why people like Colin Kaepernick and Brittany Griner decided to take a knee. It had nothing to do with attacking the flag. It had absolutely nothing to do with attacking the country or saying you don't appreciate the United States. This country is not perfect. That is a peaceful protest. There are a lot of things that happen in this country that I don't always agree with. Would I personally take a knee during the national anthem? No. But I support anybody who wants to do so because we live in the United States of America. I don't support all the idiots out there on January 6th that didn't commit crimes but that were protesting and tried to overthrow our democracy. But if they were peacefully protesting, they had the right to do so. I don't like all the morons that had the anti-mask rallies all over the country because they're ignorant fools and it was misinformation. But if you were peacefully protesting, you had the right to do so. And I wouldn't wish that upon people. Somebody peacefully protest and uh, they didn't agree with wearing masks, I wouldn't wish upon them in Russia to be behind bars for 10 years for having cannabis oil, you fools. But that's what people on the right will do, right? That's what they'll do. They'll attack Brittany Griner, who is a black lesbian, and it seems like many people on the right these days want to attack somebody who's brown and might be gay, because as we know, the overwhelming majority of Republicans are anti-gay marriage. They're certainly not pro-Black Lives Matter. There's no question about that. You know, a, a few tweets that I read that I thought were pretty poignant. Carol writes, all the people saying Brittany Griner deserves to be left in a Russian prison because she didn't stand for the national anthem. Here I thought we were a democracy. Since when do we punish people for not pledging allegiance to, to the government? Couldn't agree with you more, Carol. I could not agree with you more. And we had someone else say, poor Brittany Griner believes Joe Biden will help her somehow, but he won't. He doesn't care. He passed the crime bill, and he and Kamala Harris have a long history of incarcerating individuals for drug possession. That has absolutely nothing to do with this story. 
first of all, saying Joe Biden doesn't care is ridiculous. Joe Biden spoke to Brittany Griner's wife. He's made phone calls. He's given them updates personally. So is Kamala Harris. So to say he doesn't care is just disingenuous and ridiculous. And by the way, the crime bill has absolutely nothing to do with this story. There's nothing in the crime bill that says if you get caught with drugs, you should spend up to 10 years in jail. Absolutely and positively ridiculous. So yes, I have my criticisms for people on the left. Brittany Greider made a horrible mistake. It should be a lesson to anybody that travels to Russia or basically anywhere outside the country that has an evil, murderous regime. That cannot be forgotten. She made a horrible mistake. Does she deserve to be in jail up to 10 years? Absolutely not. I thought with the WNBA All-Star game yesterday, what they did was very nice, wearing her jersey and honoring her. I thought that was a very nice thing to do. But of course, people on the right want to poo-poo what they did. Brittany Griner is not uh, a violent criminal. Brittany Griner is not this horrible human being. She's never been in trouble with the law. She's lived her life in a respectful manner. She had the right to take a knee during the national anthem. She happens to be a black female, also a lesbian. I would like to think that she was probably a victim in her life at one point or another because of the fact that she is a lesbian, because of a fact that she is a black female living in this country. And if you don't believe me, look at the average wage of a black female in this country compared to a white female, or a white male for that matter. Don't you tell me that black women are treated the same as everybody else in this country. Don't you give me the nonsense. You'll hear Sean Hannity and Mark Levin on the air every day. Ah, if you work hard and you do this, you can be whoever you want to be in this country. Yeah, easy for them to say as a middle-aged white guy. Easy for them to say that. Nobody gave anything to Brittany Griner. She earned it. Did, did Brittany Griner's father give her a half a billion dollar company? No. She made it in this country because of her athletic ability. She worked hard and she, yes, she did go, get there. What if she didn't have the, that athletic ability? And now she's being attacked. Why? Why is she being attacked? Did Brittany Griner try to overthrow the outcome of an election? Did she do that? Was Brittany Griner responsible for inciting violence? Did she do that? No. All Brittany Griner did was take a knee during the national anthem. A peaceful protest. And by the way, she wasn't the only one because pretty much the entire league was doing the exact same thing. White and black people. That's all Brittany Griner did. By the way, not breaking a law. I understand she broke a law in Russia, but for you idiots out there to say she deserves it because she peacefully protested and she didn't take a knee, shame on you. Shame on you. We need to come to the middle, and it seems like we can't come to the center on any issues in this country, but we need to come to the middle here. Brittany Griner made a mistake. She shouldn't have done what she did. Let that be a lesson to anybody out there that thinks of going to Russia. You better not have drugs on you. You could end up like Brittany Griner. With that being said, Nobody forced Brittany Griner to play in Russia. She was making over $200,000 a year. More than enough money for somebody to survive in this country. I don't care where you live. Maybe not Beverly Hills, but more than enough to make a nice life for yourself, for you and your family. She didn't have to play in Russia. That's number two. But number three, just because she took a knee during the national anthem does not mean that she deserves to be in a Russian jail for 10 years and her career over. That is ridiculous. And for those of you out there that are attacking her, Because she wanted to raise awareness when it came to issues facing the black community, like police brutality. That is an honorable thing to do, and that is not attacking this country. 
attacking this country would have said, I hate America, I want to get out of here, everybody's a racist. That would have been an attack on the country. She never made any statements like that. She said she took a knee and she talked about equality and police brutality. She talked about issues like the George Floyd murder. That is not a reason to say she deserves to be in Russia. And I'm not saying that she deserves any preferential treatment. Not sure she's getting any, even though this story is in the news. What I am saying is Joe Biden and his staff should work just as hard in trying to free her as any other American that, that is uh, in prison, in a foreign entity, in an evil regime in another country. She deserves that same effort, and I believe she is getting that. We need to come together. Can we just stop with the attacks on her? She's lived a good life. I believe she's a wonderful example for young black uh, girls in this country. For young women who happen to be gay, she is a role model. She made a horrible mistake. Yes, if she didn't have uh, that, you know, that stuff in her bag at the airport, she wouldn't be in jail right now. I totally understand that, and that is a fair point, and it needs to be brought up. No question. But does that not mean that we shouldn't try to do what we can to bring her home? Let's just be reasonable about this. Extremes on both sides. Stop. I say that of almost any issue in this country. Stop. I mean, I go on Twitter and I look at some of the hate. The hate when it comes to Brittany Griner, it's coming from the right. There's no question about that. And I gave you my criticisms for the other side. Stop with the hate. This is not a, a bad person. She made a mistake. And you can make the argument, well, hey, those are the laws in Russia. Okay, that still doesn't mean that Joe Biden and his staff shouldn't do everything they can to try to bring her home. And I'm sure that he is. Because the one thing I'll say about Joe Biden, I have criticisms for him. The one thing I'll say about him, he's a compassionate guy. I believe he does care. I'm not a big fan of Kamala Harris. I believe she does care. Stop it with the attacks. Please. Let's bring her home. And I think the best thing that, and I do believe she will eventually be brought home. I do. There will be a deal that'll have to be made, but I, eventually she's going to get get here sooner than later. I do believe that'll happen. But what I want Brittany Griner to do is to own what she did. When she comes back to this country, everybody in the world is going to want to interview her, and she'll probably do a couple big ones. I hope when she does come home, and I believe she will sooner than later, that she owns what she did. And she says, let's just be a lesson to anybody else. You know, don't make the same mistake that I made. I hope she does that. Can you call her a victim as well? Sure. But again, it was her mistake that put her in the position that she's in now. So I think there's there's two sides to this story. And they both need to be talked about. Speaking of which, I know some people that went to Donald Trump's little rally in Las Vegas on Friday. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We'll also take some phone calls. Phone lines are open if you want to be a part of the conversation. Am I wrong on Brittany Griner? Do you agree or do you disagree with me when it comes to Brittany Griner? Do you agree while the left should stop, you know, constantly saying that, you know, she didn't do anything wrong and that, you know, she was forced to play in Russia because she wasn't making enough money? Well, I agree that that's that's a little that's taking it too far. These attacks on the right saying that she deserves to be behind bars because she didn't take any are also ridiculous. Do you agree or disagree with me on that? Uh, give us a call, 702-221-7283. And again, that number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation, 702 221 
7283, 221-7283, the number to call. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at Jackson's Bar and Grill located at Flamingo and Jones. If you go out there and you mention my name and the name of the show, you're going to get $10 in free slot play. They got great promotions uh, this month as well. They're giving out $100 gas cards, which is pretty darn cool. Uh, if you get to a certain number of points while you're playing, uh, you are automatically registered for a $100 gas card. The more you play, the more uh, electronic drums you get in there, so to speak. Uh, I want a gas card one day. So, you know, it could happen to you, ladies and gentlemen. Please check them out. Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones, one of my favorite gaming bars in town. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll take some of your calls at 702-221-7283. going to talk a little bit about Donald Trump's little visit to Las Vegas on Friday. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years and prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. I want to tell you guys about one of my favorite doctors in the Valley, Dr. K. She's a board-certified internal medicine physician. She's been in practice for over 20 years, went to Yale. She believes in treating body and mind as a whole by achieving harmony and balance. She offers hormone replacement, Botox, skin rejuvenation, even snoring treatment, because we know how that can be annoying from time to time. Also, plasma treatments and so much more with cutting-edge technology. Please give her a call. 702-410-5779. You could also give her an email at cosmeticaesthetics.lv at gmail.com. Again, that number, 702-410-5779. Call Dr. K. Tell them I sent you, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Do you want to be part of one of the fastest-growing shows in the Valley? Well, now is your chance. Pushing the Limits covers it all. The only show in town talking news, politics, sports, entertainment, you name it. You can now give your business the push it needs to take it to the next level. We have all sorts of advertising packages that can fit your budget. Give us a call at 725-256-9809 or send us an email at ptlvegasales at gmail.com and be part of the fastest growing show in Las Vegas. Hey, 
everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Monday. Coming up here at the top of the hour. Oh, it's going to get good. Going to be speaking with a man by the name of Jerome Davison. He is a black Republican running for office, running for office in Arizona. And he's the one who had that uh, ad that went viral all over the place the last several days where he's claiming Democrats and Klan's outfits are going to be coming after me. That's why I need my AR-15. Ho, 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 boy. This is going to get good. That's going to be coming up here in about 20 minutes. We're talking about the Brittany Griner situation. And while I did have some criticisms for the left, uh, the hate coming from the right uh, when it comes to Brittany Griner, a lot of people saying, oh, she deserves to be in prison. Keep her there for 10 years. Why? And they say, well, not necessarily because she had cannabis oil on her, but because she didn't stand during the national anthem, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. The number to call, 702-221-7283. What do you think about that? Let's go to John. John, what's going on, man? Hey, Brian. And uh, You know me, man. I'm a proud liberal Democrat. Um, I'm a huge Aces fan. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder. My car has Aces memorabilia uh, stickers all over it and stuff. But I got to tell you, this Brittany Griner thing, uh, I'm conflicted. Uh, you know, she's guilty, first of all. She, she's never denied that she didn't have the, and by the way, it's hash oil, not CBD oil, like you were saying on hash Friday. Hash oil, yep, okay, yep. Um, there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, look, it's idiotic that she's in jail for hash oil, Okay. Marijuana should be, it's just absolutely absurd that anybody's sitting in a jail cell because they have any kind of marijuana on them, period. That being said, I mean, Putin's already said he wants an arms dealer who sold weapons to somebody who killed Americans exchanged for her. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. So, John, do you agree with me that people on the left need to admit 
what Brittany Grinder did was very stupid, and she shouldn't have put herself in that position. With that being said, the hate from the right saying that she deserves to be in jail for 10 years, don't have her come back because she didn't take a knee during the national anthem, is disgusting. Look, look, man. I mean, this, this radical right... They're racist. Just say it straight up. I don't like black. Say it out loud. Just be, don't hide. Don't put masks over your face when you protest in public. Just say. The saddest thing of all, Brian, is you go to those Aces games and you see the governor sitting next to Mark Davis and they don't even introduce him because he, he'll get booed because the right nut jobs will boo him or something bad will happen. Another thing that's terrible is. They run into the locker rooms when they play the national. What the hell is wrong with our country yeah. that these 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 retarded right wing nut jobs have co opted? There is nothing more peaceful. There is there is no more peaceful way to silently protest than to take a knee. And they've twisted it all around and discombobulated it. It's pathetic. What the hell is wrong with our country? And why aren't any Republican leaders, uh, but for Liz Cheney and, and uh, a couple others, Bill Crystal, Steve Schmidt, people I used to hate, are the only ones with spine and character to stand up and try to tamp down these these retarded right wing radical racists. Well, I think that, and I've said this time and time again, and we're going to get into the whole Donald Trump visit to Las Vegas here in a few. I believe that there has always been racist, plenty of racists in this country. I've always believed that, you know, white supremacy always exists here. There's no question about it. But I believe one thing that Donald Trump did do it is it gave them a platform and it made them more comfortable to be to, to, to be more comfortable in their racism. I, I believe that's what Donald Trump did. And I think what we're seeing now is we're, we are seeing a lot of it. There, there are flat out a lot of people out there, maybe not politicians, because, you know, they'll get in trouble. But a lot of regular everyday people that are racist that that pretty much say it out loud. I don't like black people. They're pretty much saying I don't like black lesbians. I don't like Brittany Griner. Keep her o- over there. And unfortunately, in the society that we're living, you're, you're right. We have a lot of problems. Is it the best country in the world? Would I rather be in this country than any other country in the world? Yeah, probably. But we still have a lot of issues here. Brittany Griner took a knee, not because she hates this country. Colin Kaepernick took a knee, and I don't always defend Colin Kaepernick, but many of these athletes took a knee, not because they want to disrespect the flag, not because they want to disrespect our soldiers, not because they hate this country. They took a knee. All of them are in solidarity for one main reason, because they want to raise awareness and fight police brutality, and they want equality. That is a good thing, not a bad thing, especially when they're peacefully protesting, John. Exactly. And Colin Kaepernick can say that out loud. You know, he can be interviewed and say, I am not taking a knee to protest America. I am taking a knee because black folks seem to get the, the raw end of the stick when they're pulled over by cops. And by the way, and, 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 by, and, say, no, and by the way, John, and, and by the way, John, if anybody out there wants you to, to, to make the argument that, hey, Brittany Griner is a black lesbian, was making $220,000 a year. All you have to do, and by the way, she is a professional athlete. All you have to do is look at the average pay in this country. You just go to the census to look it up of a black female compared to a white male. It is staggering. It is staggering. And it's not because black women aren't capable either. It's not because they're not capable. That is the stat, and that is why people like Brittany Griner take a knee, not just because of police brutality. 
There's nothing more peaceful than taking a knee. Yep. I mean, come on. What else? Can you, yeah. all she, she's not saying anything. She's not inciting violence. She's yeah. silently taking a knee. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you people? I don't know. I don't know, John. But remember, it was our former president that called uh, them a bunch of SOBs. John, I do appreciate the call, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, you made a lot of good points there. Uh, again, our former president, Brian, you talk about Donald Trump too much. Well, there was a reason why. Donald Trump is still the face of the Republican Party, whether some Republicans want to admit that or not. Donald Trump called black athletes that peacefully protested and took a knee SOBs. In Charlottesville, the people who were chanting, Jews will not replace us, blood and soil, Donald Trump said there were good people on both sides. Good people. The people on January 6th that injuring police officers, 140 of them, by the way, were hurt and had to get medical attention. He said he loved them and that they were very special. So if you break into the Capitol, try to overthrow our democracy, defecate on the desk of Nancy Pelosi, physically assault officers, Donald Trump loves you and you're very special. However, if you're peacefully protesting and taking a knee for equality for minorities in this country, you're a son of a bitch, according to Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, do you need to say anything else? Why is Donald Trump talking about brown people like that? But yet all the white supremacists and terrorists that wanted to overthrow our democracy and attack police officers, they're special and he loves them. But if you're a black man or woman taking a knee during the national anthem, you're an SOB. I'll let you answer that question for yourself. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't just throw out the term racist unless I have evidence to back it up. If somebody said that owns a casino that they don't want black people counting their money in their casinos, but they want Jewish people counting their money, what would you call that person? You'd call them an anti-Semite and you'd call them a racist. Donald Trump made that quote in Playboy magazine. Yes, I do read the articles sometimes. Speaking of Donald Trump, he did appear in Las Vegas on Friday. I was one of those people that did not show up. You'd have to pay me a lot of money to be there. And he showed up with some notable faces within the Nevada GOP, including uh, the chairman, McDonald. Remember his cell phone got seized? Yeah. Ronald McDonald. Mike Ronald McDonald, Secretary of State candidate Jim Marchant, who is another right-wing conspiracy theorist, and the disgusting councilwoman Michelle Fiore. They were all at the event. What a group of people. What a bunch of Looney Tunes. Damro Dimer was also there, who lost to Susie Lee, by the way, in 2020. Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars was there. I've never been a big Rick Harrison fan, not necessarily because he's a Trump supporter. He's just a jerk. And Lieutenant Governor Stavros Anthony was there as well. Uh, Stavros Anthony he came in studio, seemed like a nice guy, but again, somebody that goes with the conspiracy theories that Trump won the election in 2020. It's ridiculous. When Chairman McDonald was asked by KTNV reporter Sean Delancey about the FBI taking his phone, his response was that he wasn't concerned about it and he's cooperating with the investigation. He said he has no choice but to comply with the subpoena. Well, you're right about that, Ronald McDonald. You have no choice but to comply. The chickens are going to come home to roost, my friends. I guarantee you on that. Governor Sisolak did make a statement uh, in regards to this Klan rally that took place (laughs) in Vegas uh, on Friday. Part of what... uh, 
Our governor, Steve Sislak, said he said it's no surprise that Trump is in Nevada helping Joe Lombardo cover up his record as a failed corrupt sheriff. Instead of doing his job and addressing skyrocketing crime, Lombardo stood alongside fellow failed corrupt politician Donald Trump, spreading dangerous election conspiracy theories and promising to drag our state backwards. Well, Governor Steve Sislak, I tend to agree with you on that. I tend to agree. I would never vote for Joe Lombardo. And I would never vote for Adam Laxalt. Adam Laxalt went to the border over the weekend to try to make and score some more political points. And when he went to the border, there's a video that he posted of a, of a border security agent who says women are being raped at the border, which, by the way, is awful. Adam Laxalt blamed those rapes on Joe Biden. But let me tell you a little bit about Adam Laxalt. Adam Laxalt believes that those women that are raped should be forced to have those children. Adam Laxalt believes that if you are a woman in this country that is raped, not only should you be forced to have that child, but no maternity leave. He would vote against maternity leave. He would vote against food stamps or welfare or universal health care. So if Adam Laxalt wants to put videos up about how much he cares about women and women getting raped, then be consistent. Be consistent. You know, it's, uh, it's the definition of hypocritical is what it is. Steve Sislak actually put out a pretty funny tweet. You know, you see that uh, Joe Lombardo sitting there uh, with some of the other cronies like Laxalt when Donald Trump was speaking in Vegas. And Sislak's tweet says, it's a picture of Joe Lombardo making a very weird face as Trump is up there speaking. And Sislak's tweet says, this is the face you make when the guy you asked to save your failing campaign comes to town and talks about the cesspool of crime your failed tenure as sheriff has created sad. I mean, it is kind of true. But I, I will also say this, Governor, you are the governor of the state of Nevada, and if there's a lot of crime in this state, you also have to own some responsibility. So I'm not sure that's the best point. But yeah, Joe Lombardo is a failed sheriff. There's no question about that. There is no question about that that Joe Lombardo has failed this city. I never liked Joe Lombardo. Kevin McMahill, who's going to be the next sheriff, who I've met, who's been on my show a couple times, I think he's going to do a good job. I like Kevin. I think he's a decent man. He's not perfect, but he's a decent man. We don't agree on everything. We don't agree on stuff like gun control. But Kevin is a decent man, and I think he will do a much better job than Joe Lombardo. Adam Laxalt is a fool. How can you vote for a guy like that? How could you vote for a guy that still believes that Donald Trump won the election in 2020? He thinks more guns are the answer. He thinks a woman should never have the right to choose when it comes to abortion. How do you vote for somebody like that? We could all have differences of agreements when it comes to policy and stuff. That's very fair. I'm happy to have those types of conversations. I have it with people all the time. I'm going to have it with a guy coming up at the top of the hour who's running for office in Arizona. I can't wait to have the conversation with him. Seems like a decent guy. I look forward to having the conversation with him. Certainly he put out an ad that's made some national news. You know, and I'm talking, of course, about Jerome Davison. He's running as a Republican in Arizona, and I look forward to the conversation I'm going to have with him here in a couple minutes. But I'm not sure how you can vote for somebody who believes Donald Trump won the election in 2020. It's like voting for somebody that thinks, thinks the earth is flat. That's the part about this that I don't understand. But hey, listen. There were thousands of people at Donald Trump's rally on Friday, and 
you know, he certainly, among the base, still has a lot of support. Let's be honest. Let's call it for what it is. I'm not one of them, but he certainly has a lot of support. He did not win the 2020 election. I don't know how many times I need to say that, but I feel like these days, if you're a Republican and you're trying to get elected, that's something that you need to say. I don't know. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, as I mentioned, the man who's running for office out of Arizona, he's a former NFL player. And uh, his name is uh, Jerome Davis, and he made national news for an ad that he put out there, uh, basically saying he needs his AR-15 in case a bunch of Democrats dressed as Klansmen come to his house. Some people agree with that. Some people disagree with that. We're going to have a conversation with him coming up next. I want to tell you guys about my friends over at uh, Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. Uh, you don't even have to make an appointment to go there. You can give them a call, though, 702-248-0554. Some urgent cares. You walk in there. You have to wait for hours, not this place. I was in and out of there in 20 minutes because I am also a client. And they took care of me, and I promise you they'll take care of you. They take just about every insurance, but if you don't have insurance, $95 self-pay. How cool is that? Please check them out. I promise you you won't be disappointed. They will take care of you. Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. They're located at 6125 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 1B. Check them out, Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, looking forward to having a conversation with Jerome Davison, former NFL player, now a political candidate out of Arizona. We'll take a quick break. He'll join us next right here on Pushing the Limits on KSHP. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Monday. So glad that you could join us. Anybody that knows me knows I enjoy speaking to political hey everybody, candidates on both sides on both sides of the aisle. Well, that was a little weird. You heard my voice twice. That was strange. Anyway, anyone who uh, listens to me knows that uh, you, you know, I enjoy listening to different candidates from both sides of the aisle, and, they, and I always invite uh, either side to come on this show and state their case. The guy we have with us on the line right now. A former Raider, ladies and gentlemen. That's kind of cool. Uh, nice college career at Arizona State uh, and uh, played in the NFL as a professional football player. Now he's decided to put his name in the ring, so to speak. He's running for Congress out of Arizona and uh, as a Republican, by the way. And his name is Jerome Davison. Jerome, I appreciate you coming on. How are you? Hey, man, I'm good. I want to thank you for having me on the show. Excited about the opportunity to speak to the American people. And to your audience, because we need some changes in this country and we need some folks that that love God and love the people to get in office because everything isn't about a dollar. We got to start putting value on people again. And once we do that, we can turn this country around. I agree. So, Jerome, a lot of issues to get to with you in a short period of time. Let's talk. Let's talk about the big issue. I'll be honest with you. This is how I heard about you was the ad that you put out there. And and, and, and we played the uh, political ad. And I. Listen, I am not discounting your what took place early in your life. You talk about your father and racism, right. and we all agree systemic racism exists. And you know, I'm right. on the side of the Black Lives Matter movement, so I'm not going to discount that. But but you're running for office now in 2022. Do you believe yeah. that would still happen in 2022? That a bunch of Democrats dressed up as Klansmen would come to your house and attack you? No, well, no, maybe not. But because it's very symbolic, though. But I, I, but I believe we had a. A grand wizard in the Senate as recent as 2009 uh, under Robert Byrd. I mean, so this 
the the racism in the KKK didn't disappear. I think they're just putting on a different uniform. And the uniform today is uh, the Democrat Party, from my particular view. And also uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter are also, to me, extensions of the, the attack Democrat Party. Okay, let's talk about January 6th. Were those white supremacists alt-right or alt-left? Well, I believe the people who were there was there on the based on the First Amendment to support President Donald Trump understood, as well but, as— Understood, but were those Republicans or Democrats? Many of those white supremacists that—I'm that, uh, just asking you. I mean— Yeah, no, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw a lot of people who were there uh, look like Antifa. I believe that it was also some FBI people who were involved in the setup. Who I told mean, you that Antifa were there on January 6th? Where are you getting that information I, from? Well, I, I saw it. I said they looked like Antifa. But they weren't, but, though. We know that. But, but where are you getting your information from? From the courts, from all the people that pleaded guilty, from all their attorneys, from the, from the six or 700 people that were arrested, from the FBI. I don't know where well, you're getting With all due respect, sir, well, Antifa was not there on January 6th. I don't well, know where you're getting you know, that from. They were. I was, I was there. And I saw, I saw some people that looked look like Antifa. They were smoking weed and they had gas bombs in their hands. So that's if you not, smoke weed, you can't be a Republican? Well, most, most likely, most Trump supporters are not going to go to a Trump rally and smoke weed. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's so. the first time I've heard that. But all right, I guess we'll disagree on that one. Charlottesville, with the people that were saying uh, blood and soil, Jews will not replace us. Were those Democrats or Republicans? I believe those people were plants. What do you mean plants? Who were plants. What do you mean? Explain that. You think uh, well, let's, let's, let, me, let me explain this. I believe that a lot of this stuff that you see as riots and all the trouble like, like that is nothing but FBI plants, just like they planted that stuff with uh, Gretchen Whitmer in the FBI planned a kidnap, and the FBI was involved in that. They was involved in January 6th. Okay, so in the courtrooms of the 700 people, and then we can move on to some other topics, but on January okay, 6th— in the, in the courtrooms, they, yeah. have, they have evidence that they refuse to let in. When I get in Congress, I will, I will expose that. There's evidence and footage of the police being involved in opening those doors and letting so people in. So you think the people that were screaming, hang Mike Pence, and the people that wanted to overturn our election that were defecating on Nancy Pelosi's desk were not right. Republicans, you're claiming that they were Democrats? I believe that there were some Republicans, and they have a right to be arrested. They should have been arrested. I believe some of those were Republicans. Most but of I them? Believe other, most, most of them? I, I believe some of them. Some, not most. I believe those other people were planted. Some of those people who were there, like that young black dude who was there, he was in the building, but he didn't get arrested. You know why? Because he was a part of the operation. What was the operation? The operation was to make it look like an insurrection. Right, and, and that's kind of what it, what it was, though, wasn't it? I mean, people were trying to well, overthrow if, our it's democracy. it's not an insurrection if the police are opening the doors and letting you in. How okay, about so that? if you have one or two police officers and you have 200 people, what would one you like? One or two police officers? There were some entrances where there were only a few police officers there. But uh, why would they open the door? Because they didn't want to be killed? Uh, because there were 200 people and they didn't want to fire their weapon? I mean, that's what they said on no, their testimony. There's, there's footage of, of several cops, I mean, many of them, 12 or 13 of them, mm -hmm. standing and opening up the doors. It wasn't just two. I understand, but, if, but, if, but that, if, if, if it's your job to serve and protect, you have, you have a weapon on your hip, and you're still going to let these people charge in? So you think, you, they the you think they should have taken out their weapon and started shooting people? Well, if, it's, if that's their job to protect people, yes. So you think one or two officers with a gun to start shooting 100 or 200 called, people? They should have called for help. They did. They should have called for help. They did. And here's another thing. Here's another thing. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of D.C. should have accepted Trump's offer for the National Guard to be there. How long did it take Donald Trump to request the National Guard that day, sir? Well, it wasn't that day. It was prior to that day. He asked them days before 
the January 6th meeting. Why is it it took him five or six hours to put out any sort of video uh, condemning uh, the violence and, and telling people to go home? Why did it take him five hours to do that? I, I don't know, but why should he have to say anything when he offered them a chance for the National Guard because to be he's there? The president, the because he's the president of the United the States and, and our, our democracy is trying to be overthrown and officers are being assaulted and people are dying. Maybe that would be a good reason for the president to well, put out a one-minute video and tell them to go home to end the violence? You don't think he should well, have done that? Well, I mean, he did do it. He did do it. It took but him that, five really, hours. The mayor should have did that. The mayor should have been there. The police officers should have, should have been more, had more of a presence there. President Donald Trump told them days before the uh, January 6th meeting to have the National Guard there. Does that sound like a guy who's planning to to have an insurrection and he's asking the mayor and Nancy Pelosi to have it? Why didn't Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of of D.C. accept the the help from the National Guard? You think think the responsibility on January 6th more lies on Nancy Pelosi than Donald Trump? Yes, absolutely. Okay, let me ask you this question then. Um, Do you believe that Joe Biden is a free and fair elected president of the united states no i don't why because there were great anomalies and also on february 21st on february 4th 2021 uh newsweek magazine admitted that they all colluded together to make sure that donald trump was not back in office who colluded together but you're talking about the same people the same people who stole the election from uh bernie sanders to make sure that he couldn't get in in 2016 okay. and gave it to Hillary Clinton. So if These that's true, pe- if that's true, sir, why is it that Donald Trump's own attorneys were 0-61 in the courtroom? Why is it that you have <laughs> Republican judges, appointed Trump judges, that agree that the election wasn't stolen? You had the attorney general that called it right. BS. You have members of Donald Trump's own family, yeah. members of Donald Trump's own campaign staff, and right. absolute zero evidence that would prove that there was widespread voter fraud. It wouldn't no- allow them to admit inf- information and evidence in the court. So where is the evidence? What is it? Have you well, seen the it? Evidence is well. The, yeah, I've seen evidence. Yep. So what there's is the been, evidence that you can share with us that the election uh, went to Donald Trump and there was widespread voter fraud? Because I haven't seen well, it the, yet. Well, the evidence is the the, the drop boxes, the mailboxes, all of this stuff. Uh, you have here in Arizona. Uh huh. You have here in Arizona. You had a whole bunch of fake, uh, illegitimate ballots that didn't even have signatures on them. I'm talking about thousands of them. So you think thousands of ballots would have overturned the outcome of the presidential election? Well, you see, it was, uh, they say that Joe Biden only won by Mm -hmm. uh, 10,400 votes, Mm -hmm. and we have over 30,000 illegitimate ballots. According to who? Who's putting out that information? According to Karen Fan and those people that... So that wasn't uh, verified by any independent investigation, only Republicans that want Donald Trump to remain in office. Well, yeah, hey, well, you don't have you a problem with evidence. That? There you have it. You but, have you asked for the evidence. I understand. No. I, I understand. I, I, I'm hearing you out. But all I'm, I think you understand where I'm coming from uh, is that when you have far right people that are Trump supporters and they're the right. only people that are providing any evidence, by the way, that hasn't been verified by any legitimate uh, well, people. Here, here's the deal. How is my opinion on the on the 2000 election, 2020 election going to change the price of gas? How is my opinion on the 2020 election? Well, that doesn't what's happening with inflation. Sure, we can talk about that. Right? We can absolutely talk about that stuff. But okay. I, but I think if you're a candidate running for office and you believe in what I would consider, sir, with all due respect, a lie that Donald Trump won the 2020 election with zero evidence to support the fact that right? Joe Biden right. is not a legit. We can talk about those some issues. People, but, some people think the Bible is a lie, but that's the, I, I don't I don't make them evil because they don't they think the Bible is a lie. Right, but some we're entitled. Think, I, I understand what you're saying. That's uh, what I'm saying. I'm not a 
Bible thing person, is- but but we're talking about religion. This is our democracy, and this is fact versus fiction. You well, saw what happened deal. on January uh, that's what 6th. I'm trying to, my point is an yeah. opinion is an opinion, and it's not going to hurt nobody for somebody having an opinion. Well, Whether January 6th, court- people died on January 6th, so I, respectfully, sir, I'd have to disagree with you. The opinion, uh, people, people are dead. People died in religious wars. People died in religious wars. Right, but if Donald Trump didn't say that Joe Biden was an illegitimate president and that I won the election in a landslide, people wouldn't have died that day on January 6th. Well, but we, we can you know, talk about People have it. a right to petition the government and to be there so and let their voice be heard. Now, there's a whole lot of stuff that's doing worse than that with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. A lot of people died there. But I don't hear you calling that insurrections and a whole bunch of stuff Okay, there. sure. Well, let's talk about Black Lives Matter. I'd gladly do that, sir, because I have talked a lot about Black Lives Matter. I don't think there's one prominent Democrat that would ever condone violence. But here's the difference. And they you can, and they you can, have. Okay, well, well, let's have a conversation about this, and you can tell me whether you disagree or not. I don't condone any violence in any Black Lives Matter protest. Tens of millions of people were protesting for equality that did not pick crimes. There was a small percentage of people that did some very bad things. Many of them were charged, and many of them were convicted. But I think there is a fine line between protesting for equality as a black man i'm surprised you wouldn't appreciate that and as opposed to quality uh hold on the let me quality just... of the democrats has nothing to do with black people okay well many black people in this country uh were protesting for equality and we were talking nope, about police those brutality. Black, black people were criminals those black people were criminals they were being paid by George Soros and the left to go out there Wait, and attack what? their own businesses in their own black community. There were tens of millions they of people were, that they protested. They were burning down stores, looting. They were stealing and robbing stores in their own community. Okay, this hold on, took hold away on. convenience and jobs from other black people. There were tens of millions of people that protested throughout the country. You're telling me all and, of them and were that's paid why the by George Soros. That's why the country was okay, on fire. Okay, but hold on. I want to go by what you said. You're saying of the tens of millions of people that protested in the Black Lives Matter protest, they were all paid by George Soros? I I wasn't paid by George Soros, sir. I went to Black Lives Matter protest. I didn't commit any crimes. What are you doing at the Black Lives Matter? I'll tell you what I was doing. The same thing that you put in your video in the 60s with Klansmen, okay? I'm Klansmen were Democrats, just like you. Okay, first of all, uh, I'm not a Klansman, and I'm not a Democrat, sir. You're, you're a white supremacist, I can tell. Excuse me? Did you just yeah. call me a white? How dare you? Yeah, How I dare you call me a white supremacist? You don't even like me. You hate the fact that I'm running. No, sir. I'm first of all, hold on. Hold on. I've been in radio for 20 years. Yeah. My, one of my best friends is the head of the NAACP See, there here. you go. There okay. you go. One of my best friends. One of my, bre- my okay. best friend is black. Tell me. T- say it. Okay. Say what, it. What have I said your on this show? What have I said on this show that would lead you to believe that I am a white you supremacist? You a racist and a white supremacist. What have I said on this show that would face. lead you to be you're, you're a racist? Yeah, because I am pissed off because I've never yeah, had anybody call me that. What have I said that's racist? Name me one thing I've said on this show that would lead you to believe. What a disgusting thing for you to say. You are not yeah. a serious candidate. You yeah, are you, not a serious you candidate. And you lie. you pushing your white supremacist. Uh, okay. Well, and I ask you again. What have I said that would lead you to believe I'm a white supremacist? You tried to make out like black people being out there burning down cities is not an insurrection and wrong, damage to this country. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I said that I don't condone any violence and I want anyone you, who burns down a building to be said. brought you to said justice. It, you said it was so okay. I ask you again, what have I said that would lead you to believe that I am a racist or a white supremacist? Said. I told you what you You're said. You're not making any sense. You haven't made any and sense since no, this interview you. started. Neither are you. Really, Trump won the election, Antifa and George yes. Soros... I went to Black Lives Matter protests because I want equality and I want everybody to be treated the same. You know that Black Lives Matter is nothing but an arm of the Democrat Party. Black Lives tell me, arm tell of me, the Democrat why, Party. why aren't you in the black inner city stopping black folks from shooting each other? Well, interesting. Why? Interesting you say that, sir, because yeah. let me tell you. 
The good people in this country, like me, I am not a white supremacist. And for you to make that You're statement is idiotic. I can see it. Okay, okay, I'm not good. I'm not no, good because not. I want everyone in this country. Okay, so, so are you just going to continue to call me a name, sir? Well, or would you like true. to have a conversation? It's no, not let's true. Conversate. It's no, not you, true. You want to bring me on here to attack me about some some uh, some I, opinion of mine? My first of all, I'm not. First of all, I haven't called you. And you know, my opinion is not going to stop Joe Biden from bringing inflation and high gas prices. An opinion is nothing. It okay. doesn't hurt anybody. I it's would like to opinion. continue this interview with you, but I'm not well, going to be ahead. called. A, I'm not going to be called a white supremacist, yeah, well, sir, uh, well, because hey, I'm listen. not. In my, my parents eyes, didn't I see what I okay, see. Well, I call it like I well, see. in your mind, you say things that a buffoon would say. Okay, so don't yeah, call well, me that again. Okay, if you want to continue to call me white supremacist, you know I, I don't want to do that. If you want to talk about issues, I'll talk about issues with you. We haven't talked about any issues yet. Oh. Okay, so, 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 so Donald Trump isn't an issue? January 6th isn't an issue to you, sir? No, Black it, Lives no, Matter isn't an issue to you? It, how is that going to change the gas prices of things okay. currently now? Okay, uh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, the price I'll, of I'll, food is off the hook. Gotcha. Okay, let's talk about gas prices. Country, sex trafficking, folks gotcha. are dying at the border. Okay. How is that changing current affairs? Okay, well, first of all, an overthrow of our democracy is kind of important. It wasn't okay? an overthrow. Our, our democracy has not it been overthrown. It was an attempt to overthrow our democracy. That's exactly what it was, sir. But if you want to talk about an, gas an prices, attempt, I'll do that. An attempt. Okay, you want Explain to call it Explain to me. It gas has not overturned. Okay, but an attempt to overthrow our democracy is a serious crime. And there are people in jail right now who attack police officers. I guess you condone that sort of behavior because that's well, what happened on January 6th. People died that day and 140 officers were injured. But I guess that's okay with you because you think it was George Soros and Antifa, which is ridiculous, by the way. Let's talk about gas prices. If Joe Biden's at fault for all the gas prices being up in this country, then why is gas up pretty much all over the world? Is that Joe Biden's fault, too? Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. Okay, so so gas being up in France is Joe Biden's fault. Do you realize how ridiculous you sound? Well, hey, listen. Uh, when, when you stop us from uh, producing our own energy right here, well, then uh, Russia can charge any price. They can charge a higher price for, for their gas, and this is why gas is up over there. The gas prices are up in Europe. Well, uh, Putin couldn't do that as long as we had our own oil and our own production here in this country. So, so then when we cut off our pipeline, uh, George, uh, Putin could charge a higher rate for his energy and for oil and gas from Russia. What does and it have to do with France? And this has now enriched Russia. What does it have to do with France? How is that Joe Biden's fault? The France gas prices. He, well, he forced them to have to get oil from, from Putin. That's Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden so? forced everybody else all over in the world to get uh, gas from Putin. No, sir, that's not true. I would also say that the war uh, in Russia has a lot in Ukraine has a lot to do with gas prices being high. Uh, but I guess you don't want to talk about that. You want to talk about the real issues. What policies that Joe Biden put in place are the reason why gas prices are so high in this country? And why is it that some of the gas companies yeah. in this country have more record profits than than they've had in over a decade? Because of Joe Biden. So, because so he, he's against well the Green New Deal and the energy, they cutting the green energy. Now they've they've admitted it. They've admitted it that this is a way for them to uh, force people to accept the Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I guess you don't know about that either. No, but I'm a white supremacist. Hey, man. Yeah. yeah, you you yeah. are. And yeah. gotcha. uh, thank you. Bye. Okay. Well, I, I think you're a moron, sir. Quite frankly. All right. Cool. You're a, you're a moron, and you're not a serious that, candidate. You've been hit. You've been hit too many times in the, the head, hate. and it it has nothing that, to do with see, the look, color look, of your skin. It has nothing to do with the color. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. You're a moron. You're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. You have no chance to win. You've been hit too many times in the head. By the way, you say you played in the NFL. What'd you play? Like six games. You didn't even have an NFL career. What is your education? 
How are you qualified to be a congressperson? Yeah, exactly. 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 Well, I got to tell you something, folks. That guy is a complete moron. And I actually uh, am embarrassed that I even gave him a platform. By the way, he just did the Alex Jones show. Um, This is a guy who called me a white supremacist. This is a guy... I have to collect my thoughts here for a second because this guy is is far right and worse than I thought. This is a guy who says... I'm just trying to review some of the idiotic things that this guy said. This guy said that George Soros paid all these Black Lives Matter protesters. This is a guy who said Antifa and Democrats were the majority behind January 6th. How can you take anybody like that seriously? And I said, what have I said that would lead you to believe that I'm a racist? What have I said that would lead you to believe to call me a white supremacist? Because I am the opposite of that. And the reason why I call them a moron has nothing to do with the color of his skin. It has everything to do with the comments that he made in this interview. He is an embarrassment. He's an embarrassment to Arizona. And he has no idea what he's talking about, really, when it comes to gas prices or anything. But I was, I'm, I'm, I'm fine having a, a policy conversation with him, even though he's not very intelligent. I'm glad doing that. But this is a guy who spews nothing but lies. Nothing but lies. Antifa was not responsible for January 6th. By the way, I'm shocked that he was there on January 6th. What a shocker that he was there. How do we know that Antifa wasn't responsible for January 6th? Because all of the 700 plus people that were arrested and charged, and many of them by now convicted, had proof that they weren't from Antifa. They were Trump supporters. They admitted they were Trump supporters. All you had to do was look at their social media. This guy said a small minority of people on January 6th were Republicans. This is a guy who just spews hate speech and propaganda. I guess he's given things to say from people within his campaign because he feels like that's how you win. That's how you win in the Republican Party today. What a jerk. What an embarrassment to this country this guy is. Jerome Davison who called me a white supremacist and a racist. Why? Why? Because I say Joe Biden won the election? Because I speak truth? Because I care about black people in this country? This guy is a complete idiot. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, people in Arizona. If this guy wins office, I guess it wouldn't surprise me. Because all the racists probably love this guy. He wants to, he wants to call me a Klan member? Let me tell you something, 20 years of radio, not only have I never had somebody call me a racist, a white supremacist, I've worked with people in radio that are white supremacists. Let me tell you, I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. This guy is a fool. I mean, the stuff that came out is, I can see why he did the Alex Jones show earlier today. Now I can understand because a lot of the stuff he says are very similar things that Alex Jones says. George Soros paid people to go to Black Lives Matter protests. By the way, he has no evidence of anything. No evidence. And then he's like, well, this is my opinion. You're, you're, you're running for office. You're supposed to be a serious person running for office. You can't say things like that because it's not true. You're lying. George Soros isn't responsible for any of the Black Lives Matter protests. You notice that when I said I went to Black Lives Matter protests? 
He called me a Klan member. You can't have a serious conversation with somebody like that. You just can't. We talked about gas prices, and I said gas prices are up all over the world. Is that Biden's fault also? He said yes. How could you be black? Well, let alone anybody, but how could you be black and say the things that he says? How? Here I am always donating my time to help Roxanne in the NAACP. Never said one racist thing ever in my life. Not a racist joke, nothing. Because my parents didn't raise me that way. And this guy said, on his website it says he wants to unite the people, calling all Democrats racists, calling somebody like me racist. He said he wants to unite the people. He wants to bring people together. Yet he can't even agree with the, the simplest of facts. Antifa was not responsible for January 6th. Nancy Pelosi was not responsible for January 6th. He would like to lead you to believe that. And I'm sure somebody that was doing the interview, somebody within his campaign probably told him to end the interview because it was probably going bad for him. End the interview. And he's a coward. But... That does not surprise me one bit. He was getting handed notes left and right. Oh, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Because he's an idiot. I'm sure, you know, he's, again, he's a puppet. He's a puppet for the the alt-right. That's what he is. And people are just handing him notes. Say that Antifa was responsible for January 6th. Say that George Soros is responsible for all the Black Lives Matter, you know, uh, protests and, and all the any of the, the criminality that took place there. It's George Soros. Say that Joe Biden is responsible for all the high gas prices all over the world. And then if somebody disagrees with you when it comes to actual facts versus fiction, because this guy can't back up any of the things he said, then call me the racist. Call me a Klansman. He called me a white supremacist. As a 42-year-old Jewish man living in this country that has had to deal with white supremacy, he called me a white supremacist. I got to tell you, folks, I've been called a lot of things in my life. No one's ever called me a racist. No one's ever called me a white supremacist. Obviously, this guy's not going to win. He's going to get the vote from the alt-right nutjobs. I mean, I assume he's not going to win. What a complete moron. I don't know if he's been banged too many times in the head as a football player. It didn't sound like he had a very long NFL career. This guy, I kind of feel bad for him, to be honest with you, because I feel like he's being fed stuff from the alt-right, from people. He's just being fed stuff to say. And he's an embarrassment. This guy believes that, I mean, I've been through it. You heard the interview. This guy believes in some of the wackiest nonsense that only extreme people on the right believe. And maybe he actually believes it. Maybe he's not smart enough to understand. I'm led to believe that he's probably not. He doesn't sound like a very bright guy. And I make a statement like that. Then he said, there you go. You're a racist. (laughs) Let me tell you something. There are stupid people in this country 
that are all different shapes and sizes, all different races. Um, the fact that this man is black is academic to how I feel about him. This is the guy who put up an ad saying that Democrats' Klansmen are going to be coming after him. Democrats, because they're all Democrats. Refuses to admit uh, when I brought up the Proud Boys or the Boogaloos or January 6th that have been proven. And I told them how it was proven through the FBI, in the court system, with attorneys, that these were alt-right fringe groups, that uh, many of them that were responsible for January 6th. He doesn't want facts. They're Antifa. They're Democrats. I thought that lie was over with, but apparently there are some people on the right that still think Antifa was responsible. Well, I don't regret having him on because now he's been exposed for the moron that he is. Uh, and, you know, uh, we'll let uh, people out there decide. Boy, you got some really great candidates running for Congress in Arizona. You guys must be really proud of yourselves. People like Jerome Davison that are a danger to this country. Holy smokes. What a nut job. What a nut job. All right, we're going to take a breather from that interview. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to switch topics a little bit. Uh, Ron Futrell from Channel 8 is going to be joining us. Uh, He'll be coming up next, and uh, we're going to talk a little NBA Summer League with him. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn, that true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. I want to tell you guys about one of my favorite doctors in the Valley, Dr. K. She's a board-certified internal medicine physician. She's been in practice for over 20 years, went to Yale. She believes in treating body and mind as a whole by achieving harmony and balance. She offers hormone replacement, Botox, skin rejuvenation, even snoring treatment, because we know how that could be annoying from time to time. Also, plasma treatments and so much more with cutting-edge technology. Please give her a call. 702-410-5779. You could also give her an email at cosmeticaesthetics.lv at gmail.com. Again, that number, 702-410-5779. Call Dr. K. Tell them I sent you, and I promise you won't be disappointed. 
Do you want to be part of one of the fastest growing shows in the Valley? Well, now is your chance. Pushing the Limits covers it all. The only show in town talking news, politics, sports, entertainment, you name it. You can now give your business the push it needs to take it to the next level. We have all sorts of advertising packages that can fit your budget. Give us a call at 725-256-9809 or send us an email at ptlvegasales at gmail.com and be part of the fastest growing show in Las Vegas. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. All right, welcome back. It's Pushing the Limits on a Monday. I got to tell you, I've been doing radio for 20 years. I've done some pretty wild and crazy interviews. I think the Joey Gilbert interview I did a few months ago was certainly up there. This one's right there with it, man. (laughs) I just interviewed a Republican, a black Republican named Jerome Davison, who played in the NFL, who just called me a white supremacist. By the way, a little information for you before we have our next guest on. His campaign staff have now been texting me in, uh, I guess, what's the word you're trying to look in? in uh, what's the cleanup mode, I guess? Oh, it's cleanup mode. Yeah. They're, 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 now they want the campaign manager to come on and they don't want me to post the interview. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Hey, if somebody makes a fool of themselves on my show, that's their fault. You call me a white supremacist? Yeah, yeah, 42-year-old Jewish man in this, yeah, yeah. I'm the white supremacist. <laughs> what a clown. Anyway, hey, if his campaign manager wants to come on tomorrow, I'm, I'll give him a shot. But I ain't going to be called a white supremacist. I'll tell you that right now. How do I how, how do I segue into this next one? Now, now we got to talk NBA Summer League with Ron Futrell. Hey, I love Ron Futrell. I mean, we get into political debates. For the record, I've never called Ron a white supremacist, and he's never called me a white supremacist. Uh, Ron Futrell from Channel 8 Sports. Ron, I'm sorry. I was just called the white supremacist on the air, man. I'm tweeting that out. Brian Shapiro is a white supremacist. Do I capitalize white and supremacist? Please Can do. I tweet this out? No, I was, also, a, I was also called a Klansman. Uh, I was called a Klan member because I had... Well, yeah. 
There's never been, okay, there's never been a better time to be a, a real white supremacist. And here's my context on that. In the sense that because everybody's calling everybody else white supremacists and racists, right? Uh, you know, whether they are or not, the real ones get away with it, unfortunately, horribly, yeah. because we, we just throw it out willy-nilly, to, and, it, and it has lost its meaning. And so whenever I hear somebody accuse somebody of that, I got to go, okay, tell me, what did they do? What did they say? I need specifics. Yeah. You can no longer just rest on that because it's used so yeah. arbitrarily that it has eh, it has no meaning. So there's never been a better time to be. Well, but, I got to tell you, Ron, ones, Ron, you know, I've, ones, I, I've been called a lot of things, Ron. I've been called a lot of things in my life, both on and off the air. The two things that I've never been called, people have called me a lot of things, as you know. I've never been called a racist because I'm not. I'm the opposite of that, and I've certainly never been called a white supremacist. But because, and again, I don't want to get into the political thing with you, but because this guy, uh, <laughs> this guy said that George Soros paid uh, all the Black Lives Matter protesters, and then I told him, "Well, wait a second. I went to a Black Lives Matter protest. I wasn't paid by George Soros." And then he called, yeah, and then he problem. called me a Klansman. <laughs> so probably you know. shouldn't have used the word all. He probably paid some. He may have paid some. He, you know, George Soros is very politically active in very destructive ways in this country, I believe. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me. But the word "all" probably is was the, was the mistake. I didn't hear the interview, so it was it was it was it was, it was it was pretty off the rails. And now his campaign staff are trying to do uh, cleanup mode. I what's guess the, I don't know. What's the over under on how quick an NBA team comes to Vegas? What do you think? <laughs> Uh, hey, no. I just got a message from a listener that said, when's your next clan meeting? <laughs> Ron, what would you do? Well, if, what would you do, Ron, if you were live on the air? Like you were doing a live stand up and, it, you know, you were just talking about aces or doing, you know, the good job that you do. And right in the middle of that interview, somebody called you a white supremacist. Like, what, how would you handle that? I, I would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'd say. Again, I'd just probably just laugh at it, and yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it the time of day because yeah. it doesn't deserve it. So, yeah. all right, then leave it at that. And like I, like I said, I do. I do firmly believe, and this yeah. is, it's horrible to, have to say this, but there's never been a better time yeah. <laughs> to be a real racist because because the word gets thrown out so often yeah. that it's lost its meaning and its punch. Yeah, and. Uh, I would reserve it only for those who deserve it. Well, that's a good look, though. Don't you think? Don't you think that's a good look for for a black candidate, though, running for office in Arizona? You're speaking to a 42 year old Jewish guy who works with the NAACP, and you call him a white supremacist and a Klansman. That's a that's a great way to get votes. That's really really smart on his part. He must have some a really great staff around him too. I mean, a really really bright guy, really smart. That's a great way to get votes. Does the signal go into Arizona? I don't think it does. We are we are streaming though, so yeah. Hey, you know what? I'll let I'll let if somebody on their staff wants to come on tomorrow, I'll give them that opportunity. Either way, I really don't care. Uh, But uh, but at the same time, um, you know, uh, you're always going to get a certain group of people that are going to vote for somebody like that. But if you're trying to get moderate Republicans to vote for you when you call a 42-year-old white Jewish guy a white supremacist, you probably— you do, Brian, what did you do to rile him up? You can be, as can I, pretty aggravating sometimes. Uh, okay? I, just, I just asked you know, him, I just asked him you, uh, about the 2020 <laughs> election. He said, and, he said Antifa was behind January 6th. He said there were a small group of Republicans, but he believed that they were staged, uh, that there were Antifa, which is, by the way, a lie. Uh, the overwhelming majority of people there that day were not criminals. They were there to hear the president speak, and even though I disagree with their politics, uh, I would never say that, that they were, you know, the overall majority of them were criminals, but the six or seven 
1,500 people that were arrested were not Democrats and they weren't planted Democrats. We know that for sure. And then he started to go after the uh, the officers there uh, that he what he said, let them in. And, and what I tried to explain to him, which was, by the way, in the courtrooms, which is a fact, and only these officers that testified uh, were simply put, if I'm one or two people, one or two armed officers, and I have 200 people that, that, that are trying to break through, I'm not going to take out my gun and start shooting people. And I, I agree with the way, and he went after the Capitol Police officers. It was just uh, everything he said was factually inaccurate in that interview, and that's okay. I'll, I'll debate him and I'll correct him. I didn't call him a name. I wasn't disrespectful to him. And then out of nowhere, he calls me a white supremacist. And, you know, you know so me. Right. I, I got to tell you, this is what you get, though, when you have a January 6th committee that only that only is trying to find one side of the story. You get all sorts of crazy well, stories. And maybe they're crazy, maybe they're not, but we don't know because the January 6th committee is only looking at what they want to see, not everything. They're not looking at everything. They're not trying. To, this is not a trial. It's a, it is it is an absolute show trial. Nobody okay, can well, deny listen, that. Listen, that, I mean, that's that that's your definition of what it is, but the bottom line is well, this, it is. this no, guy, it is. It is. well, that's, there's again, no that's that, that. that's your opinion. I think there is a question. They that's, don't let, they that, let that's, nobody from the other side talk. Okay, well, that's because they won't testify. The they won't testify <laughs> under oath. Donald Trump won't testify under oath. Well, Jim Jordan won't testify under oath. Mark Meadows won't testify under some oath. won't some won't but they because won't. they're they cowards don't. hillary clinton yeah, testified no, you got have, me going now hillary, hillary clinton hillary, during the benghazi there were eight investigations by, by republicans into benghazi and hillary clinton testified for 11 hours why won't donald trump in, uh, testify under oath explain that well because executive privilege he doesn't have to. hillary clinton um, didn't take executive so, privilege oh, 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 wait, wait brian brian I, I i see i see your point and raise you um and now we're <laughs> I, I, we started this talking about NBA. Um, no, I, look at look at the Fast and Furious stuff. When um, Eric Holder was called to testify, and he used executive privilege by saying, by the way, that the White House had nothing to do with Fast and Furious running guns to Mexico, but then used executive privilege to, to not testify. Uh, I understand, but, but if, if the, with, by the way, McCarthy. I just him, I know, but, but I just but, I need to remind you something though, Ron. McCarthy and the Republicans. McCarthy and the Republicans had the opportunity to have more Republicans on the panel. They chose not to. There are people that have chosen not to testify uh, under oath. So I just. Ago, but yeah. but anyway, the bottom line here is that Antifa wasn't responsible for January sixth. We can have a debate or argument about who is well, responsible. No, you don't know that it they, wasn't you don't Antifa. Know that they no, actually, I'll, I'll actually, we do because there were investigations. Were, you don't know that they weren't. Okay, well, actually, we do. Actually, we do because you do not know. Actually, we do because there was an investigation by the FBI and the CIA and all these people and and the seven and the seven hundred people that that were convicted and the seven hundred people that were arrested. They had their day in court and we learned what groups they came from and none of them came from Antifa. So actually, we do know that. But anyway, the point that I was trying to make was if you're running for office. And you spew lies which and misinformation like clearly this guy does, uh, which he did in this interview. And by the way, I was still respectful to him until he called me a white supremacist. When you lie, when you lie about election fraud and you lie about January 6th, and these are basic facts. We can disagree about policy. But when you lie about things, uh, I have zero respect for you. Uh, and I don't even Sorry, know... If- that's Sorry, all. I missed the interview. I'm going to have to go back. And watch <laughs> I'll post it. <laughs> I'll post it, Ron. Hey, but, but hey, let's have some okay. fun, right? You and I can talk NBA, politics. Over and, over and under. What you and I, you and I can, you and I can talk politics all day. Just don't call me a white supremacist. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a fight in the stands yesterday at the Thomas and Mack Center. Did you hear about that? The Lakers game last night? No, I didn't hear about it. Was 
Yeah. Shaq and Scottie Pippen? Did they go at it? <laughs> Actually, it's funny you say that because Scottie Pippen was at the game yesterday. He was watching his well, son play. His son's playing for yeah. the Lakers. And, yeah. And, and, and baby Shaq is playing. How, how could you be as big as baby Shaq? Well, I, I don't know what his real first name is, but his son. And only to get like three points a game or something. That's anyway. He's built a little uh, differently, Ron. He doesn't look like his dad. He's built a little no, differently. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, but I mean the games. The, I tell you what, man. The games are. I had a chance to to talk with Jerry West yesterday, Ron. I know that you probably uh, are, are a fan of his as I am, and, and what he did for the Lakers, and and what he's done as a as an NBA executive. And, and he told me it's just a matter of time before we get an NBA team. Now we already knew that, but it was kind of cool rubbing. You know, that's what I love about summer league, Ron. You know this better than anybody. You rub shoulders with some of the best in the history of the game no that is fun they all come here it's been great to be out there i've been to a few of them so far some of the games and it's it's just you're right because it does bring out it's it's our 10 days of we're the focus of the nba right now and that's Mm -hmm. sort of cool up until next sunday when the championship game is this is the city where where the nba lives right now and it's great how they built this from What's it at 17, 18 years now in Las Vegas? Yeah. And they built it up just a handful of teams to now every team has to come here because they would not come here, okay? Uh, that that part is fun. The international teams aren't there this year. They, they've done those in the past, but I get that. Maybe they'll bring them back in the future, and that's not a necessary thing. But just having every team, you're a fan of an NBA team. And, and all the games are televised, too. You want to watch the games? Boom. Yeah. They're the, on either ESPN or NBA Network. Yeah, when it first yeah. got here, Ron, none of these games were nationally televised except for maybe one or two. And, and now, isn't it amazing what the NBA Summer League has done here in Las Vegas? You know what I really love about it, too, is you see a lot of actual players that uh, are on the, the rosters that you'll, you'll see them sitting courtside. You know, there were some Lakers players yesterday. LeBron comes out here every year. And you see usually some of the best players in the NBA sitting here courtside i guess you can't blame them right it's an excuse to come to vegas and party and have a good time <laughs> oh that part too we do put on quite a show here uh, <laughs> this city is a fun place to come to and yeah we're not des moines this is not the nba summer league in des moines they do it in salt lake a few days before they come here but that's again that's something that's just nice to be able to go up there check out utah they got the jazz up there certainly and that's a pretty good summer they don't have all the teams up there like we do here but it is fun to be able to to come here and yeah and, and party that they if they want to right while, while no, it's great the game. can I ask you this Ron because you know as you know the WNBA All Star game was yesterday congratulations to Kelsey Plum yeah. for winning the MVP and Asia Wilson they they were great um, I've heard people say around NBA Summer League that the WNBA All Star game should always be in Vegas during the NBA Summer League so you could get all these NBA players sitting courtside what do you think of that I think that would be a great idea what do you think about that. Yeah, it, it was in Chicago yesterday. Right. Nice place, and uh, yes, I, short answer: yes. As a, as a fan of Vegas, <laughs> I would say they would be better served for that. At least you know, have it here. Was it here last year? It was here last year, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Um, but that no, that would be a nice thing to do during the summer league. Uh, uh, just take a day, take a day off from the summer league. Yeah, and have the the Sunday take that Sunday off like they yesterday, and be able and have that game. So. No, that wouldn't be a bad idea at all. Do, yeah, it, like do it, it at T-Mobile Arena. Um, do it in a big, big arena, big house, not not just at yeah. the uh, Mandalay Bay. Yep. Do it in team. See if they can sell the thing out. Sure. And by the way, they probably would sell it out, or at least get close and get yeah. a better crowd. 
Yeah, I agree. Because everybody's here. Uh, what do you what yeah, do you uh, what, what do you think about uh, the Brittany Griner situation? I guess we'll start with the WNBA All Star game. I thought it was pretty cool that they honored her with her number, and a lot of these players obviously know her personally and, and they're friends with her. What did you make of how uh, Brittany Griner was was kind of honored at the WNBA All Star? No, game? that was that was nice. A nice tribute to her and everything that's yeah. going on with her right now. I mean. I, I remember seeing the movie. I wasn't a kid at the time. I was an adult in 78, mm-hmm. I'd say 79, when Midnight Express came out. And so that scared the hell out of me. Of If I ever went to a foreign country, of never doing anything possibly. They should show Midnight Express to every gal in the WNBA. Every player in the – every professional athlete should watch Midnight Express, Oliver Stone, great movie, and the true life story of what it's like in a Turkish prison, prison when you try to sneak hashish out of the country and – uh, I don't know what she was doing. or what and She's pled to it, so it's not now a question of what, what she had and has, uh, what she was doing with it. Okay, so you go to a foreign country, eh, you got to go by their laws, and, and it's good to be scared when you go to those places about wanting to obey those laws because you're in their hands. And that's what that's the situation she's in right now. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd like to do see you her agree, set free. Do you agree with me, Ron? In that, yes, I think people on the far left uh, need to explain that yes, Brittany Griner did break the law and she did something very stupid. But then people on the far right that are saying she deserves to be in bars uh, behind bars for ten years because she took a, a knee during the national anthem. I think they're both wrong. Well, I don't like that you took a knee during the anthem. I will never defend that. I don't care. I'm not you asking know. you to defend it. I'm just uh, yeah. saying I'm people out there that's saying she deserves wonder, this because of it. That's what I'm saying. I'll go. No, she doesn't deserve it because of it. I will go there. The irony, usually the media loves irony, and this is one of the most ironic things you could you could possibly see here. I, I wonder if she will be more grateful and will not take a knee when she comes back. Here's uh, why. I, here's why I disagree. Because that's she, an honest she, question. Well, here's why. Here's why I disagree. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't believe black athletes took knee like Brittany Grinder took a knee because they hate the country or they want to desecrate the flag. They took a knee because they wanted to raise the awareness about equality and police brutality. I think that's a far cry. She that's is- pretty, we, have, we have a very good awareness of that, by the way. <laughs> if you watch the TV news, and see the media. We got pretty. Darn but that good doesn't mean Brittany Griner hates the um, country. She's never said that. She's well, never no, said I that. Would, well, then what you what you do is you find those local police and you you direct towards them. You don't direct it. I don't think you direct it towards the whole country. That's a different issue right there. That's a different issue when you're talking about local police. They're not national police that have done these police brutality things. But I guess my they're, point they're not, is it, my it point is, is, it is a local police department and a rogue cop that does. Stupid, but, dumb thing. But let me give you an oh, example, Ron. Thing. Let Terrific. me let me give you an example of what I'm talking about, Ron. Right? Okay. If you're peace, if you're, it, so if, I, I if, if you're, a, she's not saying it's the entire nation. Uh, she's saying there well, are people. You are when you kneel to the flag. You no, are, I, you I are disagree. That's not what they, I listen to what they say, and I haven't heard one athlete say it's the entire nation. That's not what they're saying. But uh, anyway, we can disagree on that. But here's the analogy I'll make: uh, an okay. anti-mask protest, right? Now, I think those people are very ignorant people and they're stupid, but they have a right to peacefully protest. So if one of those people that was an anti-masker that held rallies every day, that was peaceful, if they were found in Russia with some sort of drug paraphernalia and they were facing up to 10 years in jail, I would have sympathy for them and I would want them to come home and I wouldn't say, well, they held those anti-mask rallies. I disagree with that. So they belong in Russia. I wouldn't say that, Ron. You know I wouldn't say that. Yeah. You know, so why well, is it okay? Sure. So, and I'm not. I, you understand my analogy. So, why are so no, many I, yeah, people saying it. that about Brittany Griner? There's small group on both sides. That's not a widespread thing, but 
it makes for, it makes for good radio to talk about the extremes on both sides. I get that. We all we all under, understand that part of it, but I, I don't think it's as big a group as you think of. I just go with as the it, the irony of this situ, situation that she's now begging to get back into a country that she knelt for the anthem yeah. of. Um, okay, that's there's there's that just that statement right there holds in it a lot of irony. I hope she gets back quickly. I hope uh, the uh, now the other guy I don't know his name. The Paul. Who's the other guy that's being held that they felt was a Russian yeah, spy? I know who you're talking um, about. We yeah, don't we yeah. don't know his we don't know his name. I think it's yep. Paul, um, but we do know her name. And you know, yes, I hope I hope she gets out. Joe I want Biden. everybody. Uh, I want I want everybody that is I want everybody that is unjust. Whether you're a basketball player, whoever you are, I want them home. Uh, I want everybody treated equally. I also want awareness that if you're going to go to another country like a Russia with an evil, murderous regime, you better not do what Brittany Griner did. On the other side, Brittany Griner is not a criminal. She's not a bad person. She's a decent human being. She doesn't deserve to be behind bars. I think we all need to at least agree on that. And I, we disagree on so many different things. And it's like whether she took a knee during the national anthem or not is irrelevant. I mean, we need to help get her home just like the other. Well, it's gen- a different I can separate the two issues. Uh, it is a different issue, um, and so. Uh, but but does she deserve to be in prison? And that's their laws. Again, I, I draw back on the Oliver Stone movie Midnight Express yeah. and go, yeah, that was that's a horrible well, listen, movie. It's if a you're a woman, situation. if you're a woman in some Saudi Arabia or in some other countries, uh, you know, uh, if you cheat on your husband, you're murdered. So I mean, just because something is a law in another country doesn't make it right. We agree on that. Obviously, Brittany Griner made a very stupid mistake, and I've been very outspoken about that. What she did was very stupid. Doesn't mean she deserves to be in jail for ten years either. You know what I mean? I mean, let's do what we can to help her. That's all. Show the movie to every athlete <laughs> playing in a foreign country. Make them. That's required. You watch Midnight Express. Now enjoy your time in Greece. Enjoy yeah. your time in Turkey. Well, I'll enjoy say this, Ron. Ron, I will um, say this, and yeah. I think I think this is where I think this is where we will agree. Uh, she's making $220,000, Brittany Griner, in a league that loses money every year. Uh, I think we all could agree, unless you want to live in Beverly Hills or maybe in New York City uh, in a high-rise, uh, that's enough money to make a living. Uh, she didn't have to play in Russia. Nobody forced her to do that. But if you're going to play in Russia, you better not do what she did. I'm not saying I want to get her home. Uh, she deserves to be home. But we also need to raise awareness. If you're in another country with an evil, murderous regime, it could be North Korea or it could be Russia – you can't make the mistake that Brittany Griner made. I think that's also important, and people need to bring that up. With that being said, I think we need to st- stop it with some of the people. On, you're right on the extreme right that are attacking her, and uh, you know uh, uh, I'm confident that eventually she will come home. Yeah. And, well, you mentioned North Korea. Interesting thing. Who was the guy? The Warmberger. Otto Otto, Otto Warmbier, and I Otto, brought I brought that up. Warmbier. What did What did he do? He just took down a political poster. He was murdered. Down a poster, he said he wanted to take it home as a souvenir. Now I don't know whether he was that was a statement or whether he really wanted to yeah. take it home. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He ended up dying of, of yeah, this. It's terrible, uh, terrible. There, it's yeah. horrific because of the torture they put him through. It's horrible. I mean, that's an, that's an awful, awful country that would do that sort of stuff. But that's North Korea. You go there. I, I'm not planning on going to North Korea anytime soon. In fact, probably never. I'm going to put that as a never. I never have had a desire. Oh, South Korea. I'd love to go there. It'd be a fun place to go to. But I've never had a desire to go to North Korea. 
Uh, but if I went to South Korea, I'd find out what their laws were first, and I'd make sure I wasn't going to break them while I was over there as best I possibly could. Yeah, because you're in you're in their hands. I, I've well, lived in a if, foreign country. If I, anything I good, lived, if, I've lived in multiple foreign countries. Sure. I lived in uh, uh, Ireland, Northern Ireland. So I lived in Northern Ireland during the troubles while a war was going on in there, right, right. and we knew that we had to do d- different things that we we, we couldn't do. Um, what we do normally as an American while right. we were over there. Yeah. Um, I got stopped by cops one time uh, in Northern Ireland for taking a picture of a control zone. Oh, no. And I had I had police that had, had given me permission to do it, and they knew I was an American and I wasn't doing anything illicit. Yeah. Well, listen. But I, and I snapped a we... picture, and they took my film. They took the film. They, they uh, questioned me for a little while. Uh, so I was I was a little bit worried there for we a little cannot, bit in Northern we, Ireland. I understand. Where bombs are going on. We can't take uh, take things for granted in this country. There's no question about that. And I do believe Brittany Griner will eventually come home. And when she does, I hope she admits the fact that hey, I made a mistake. I did something stupid. Uh, but uh, listen, the attacks on the far right going after her because of her sexuality, the color of her skin. I mean, nobody, no normal... Nobody cares about that. Right, seriously, nobody really cares. If they do, they're so outliers, they don't matter. Yeah. How about that? Well, I, I, I hope know not. you like to bring that up, I, but they're I, an outlier. They I hope the not. They don't matter. I hope not. Uh, she made a mistake. She deserves to come home, as would any American that's in another foreign country uh, that is uh, unjustly uh, put behind bars. Hey, Ron, it's always a good conversation, my friend. Thank you for not calling me a white supremacist. I do appreciate that. Uh, not to your face. <laughs> I would, well, I wouldn't even do it behind I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna we're gonna use that audio every day now. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a filler audio for us. Hey, Ron, you're the best, my friend. Always appreciate it. Uh, thank Thanks you for, for being a uh, good friend, and I appreciate you coming on as always. Okay, Ron, you have a good one. Go get him. See you guys. Thanks, Ron. All right, that is Ron Futrell, Channel Eight Sports. Always always a good conversation with him. And no, for the record, he's never called me a racist or a white supremacist. You uh, white supremacist. Yeah. What'd you think about that interview, Numb Chuck? It that was, was fun. That was that was that was crazy, huh? It was fun. What a what a. I can't wait to post it. Yeah, I got his people. I got his people texting me now. Oh, Do you I think know. I should give uh, his campaign manager no. an opportunity to come on tomorrow? No. Yeah. No. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna consider it. I'm considering it. I haven't decided yet. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that interview uh, is posted on social media, and I'm going to uh, post some more of that interview on social media a little bit later on in the day. We got Thomas Moskal, the former DA here at Clark County, coming in studio tomorrow. Richard Jefferson, former Arizona standout and NBA. Player Richard Jefferson is is, uh, planning on joining us tomorrow as well. So, uh, fun show as always, folks. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.